Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello, Super Great Kids, and how are you? I'm very pleased because we have a story this week from a country which is new to Super Great Kids Stories. And that country is in Eastern Europe and it's called Estonia. Its national symbols are a beautiful blue bird called a barn swallow and a pretty blue flower called a cornflower. It's a land with lots of lighthouses, islands and lakes. Estonia is on the Baltic Sea, which is part of the Atlantic Ocean. Now, the difference between a sea and an ocean is that the sea is much smaller and the seas form part of the oceans. Seas are usually a bit closer to the land too. I wonder if you know how many oceans there are in the world. And if you know that already, do you know how many seas there are? Have a little think about that while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. How many oceans do you think there are in the world? I wonder if you guessed five. Well, in that case, you're right. They are the Atlantic, the Pacific, the Indian Ocean, the Arctic and, more recently, the Antarctic has been included in the list. And for those of you who are interested in seas, well, there are 57 seas in total in the world. Now, it's time for our watery story, which this week is all about a lake. It's told by Seth Townsend, who loves to travel and particularly enjoys sharing stories with refugees and people in exile. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then let's give a warm welcome to Seth Townsend. Hello, this is Seth. And today we have a story from Estonia. And in Estonia, if you want to say hello to your friends, you say, Tere. That's hello. I'll say it again. Tere. So, Tere, everybody, here is the story, and the story is called The Lake That Flew Away. Well, there was a beautiful lake in Estonia with lovely trees around the shores of it, with lots of different types of fish swimming inside the lake, and the birds would fly from one tree across the lake to another tree. And all the people in the village nearby, they would come down to the lake on their days off. And the children would have a picnic with their parents and they would play. And everyone loved this place. Now, one of the reasons that the lake was so lovely was that the people looked after the lake. You can't just leave a lake to look after itself because 
Things grow in the lake. The water weeds grow, the reeds grow, and in the autumn the people would cut the reeds down so that in the springtime more reeds would grow. And the lake was a lovely place for all sorts of wildlife to live. But it happened that some robbers heard that buried in the lake were big treasure chests, big boxes full of jewels and coins. And those robbers came down to the lake, and they set up camp by the lake, and they rode out every day with great big grappling hooks, and they would throw them into the water, and they drag them over the bottom of the lake, trying to pull up one of these treasure chests. Every day they went out, but they didn't seem to have much luck. But as they stayed in the camp by the lake, they were very untidy, and they didn't care about throwing all their litter and all their rubbish down. And so the lake became very dirty. And the other thing that the robbers started to do when they couldn't find these treasure chests was to rob the people who came to the lake. And so the people stopped coming to the lake. They stopped looking after the lake. And with all the dirt and the rubbish that the robbers dropped by their camp, it fell into the water, and it became dirty, and it became stinking. And because the lake wasn't being looked after, all the dirt and the rubbish fell to the bottom, and the fish that swam in the lake, they would sometimes by mistake eat some of that rubbish, and they would die, because a fish can't eat rubbish and stay alive. And the birds stopped flying across the lake, and the birds eventually flew away, because the lake was stinking and muddy and horrible, and all the fish were dead. And the lake became ashamed of how horrible it had become, that one day, one day, it rose up and up and up like a big wet cloud into the sky. And the robbers below, they looked up, and they couldn't believe. They thought the lake was going to drop on them and drown them, but it just hovered there, and then started slowly to fly away. But now the lake was gone. The robbers thought, yippee, we can go into the middle of the lake without having to walk through water, because it's flown away. And they stepped into the squashy, dirty, stinky, muddy lake. Plush! Plush, plush, plush. And they saw that those treasure chests were there. And the first one that they saw, they opened the lid of the chest. But instead of gold and jewels and silver, there were just snakes and eels. And they looked at the next one and exactly the same thing. It was horrible. But in the meantime, the lake had flown away slowly across the land, 
until it came to a place where there'd been no rain, where there had been a drought, and when there's a drought, nothing grows, and so the people were desperate for some water, and the lake was above the village of these people who lived in the driest place, which had a drought, which wasn't a place where things were growing, and the lake looked down, and the people looked up, and the lake said to the people, Will you help me? Will you dig a big, big hole? so that I can come and live here with you? Oh, yes, oh, we will. We really need water, and we will look after you. And the people started digging and digging and digging, day after day after day. And to build a hole that is big enough for a lake to fit, they worked for one month, two months, and on the third month, it was big enough for the lake to slowly splosh, splash, splish, splosh, splosh, splash, splish. Ah, oh, and it fitted exactly. And the lake was happy to have a home at last. And the people dug channels. They dug little ditches from the lake and the water ran along those little ditches, along those little channels, and it ran into the fields that they started planting with seeds. And very soon their crops began to grow, and very soon willow trees started to appear around the side of the lake. And birds started to appear, and fish started to appear, and the lake once more was alive and beautiful and clean. And because the people were so happy that the drought had gone, and that they had fields of green crops, they looked after the lake, they cut the reeds in the autumn, they made sure that there wasn't any dirt or rubbish or pollution in the lake, and the children came to play by the lake, and the families came in the summer, and from that day on, the lake and the people shared and lived happily ever after. Ah, oh, thank you, Seth, for sharing that story. It's good to be reminded to take care of our lakes and our rivers and seas too. Can you imagine if rivers and lakes could choose where they wanted to live and they could move to a new place whenever they felt they weren't being treated right? Wow, how chaotic our skies would be with all those lakes flying around. I wonder if it would rain fish when it rained. Imagine getting a slippery fish sliding down the back of your T-shirt. Doesn't bear thinking about. Now, I have another little story for you which is also about taking care of our planet. It's from India and it's a Buddhist fable from the Jataka Tales. This is about a brave little bird and a forest fire. Once long ago in a beautiful forest, there was a tree. And in that tree lived a tiny hummingbird. The little bird loved her tree. She loved the leaves, the branches, the entire forest. It was her home. One day there was a terrible storm. 
thunder crashed and lightning flashed and the little bird smelt something strange. She flew up high over the canopy and saw in the distance a fire, a great snake of flames and smoke rushing towards her. She called down to her friends, Fire is coming! Fire is coming! Quick! We must do something! Run to the river! But as she flew overhead, she saw that many trees were already encircled with flames and they couldn't fly away like her. And when she reached the river, her animal friends were trapped too. They couldn't swim and they couldn't fly and they were huddled together wide-eyed. Fly away, little bird, they called, otherwise you too might die in the flames. But the little bird loved her home and her friends. She couldn't just leave them to be destroyed. I've got an idea, she said. Let's all of us fight the fire together. We can each fill our beaks, our paws, our mouths and carry the water to fight the flames. But the animals were too scared. It's no good. It's too late. The fire monster is too fierce. We're better off staying here, near the water. There's nothing to be done. But watch it eat our forest and hope it doesn't eat us too. But the little hummingbird was determined. I'll do my best to stop it, she said. Wait there. Flying towards the river, she dipped her wings and scooped up water in her beak. She headed up to the sky and when she reached the place where the fire burned brightest and the heat was hottest, she shook her body like a wet dog and released hundreds of shining drops of water pouring down like tiny pearls into the flames. The water hissed and sizzled and was gone in an instant. Back she went to the river and again she dipped her wings in the water and filled her beak and then up, up, up she returned to the fire. She did this again and again and again until her eyes were red and her feathers frazzled and her beak was cracked with the heat. And all the while the fire was getting closer and closer to her tree. But that little hummingbird kept on darting back and forth and back and forth. High up in the heavens above the forest canopy, the gods and the cloud maidens were looking down and they laughed at the little bird's efforts to save her home. Look at that ridiculous bird trying to fight the fire monster with a few little drops of water. Doesn't she know she'll be swallowed by his flames at any minute? But there was one god, the golden eagle, the great thunder god. He didn't laugh. He was impressed by the little bird and by her courage. He swooped down from heaven and joined her as she flew between water and flame and flame and water. Listen, little bird, said the eagle god. You are very brave. But can't you see this fire monster is way too big for your little wings? You should fly away while you still can. I don't care if I die, cried the bird. I love my home and I love my friends and I'll do everything I can to try and save them. 
the eagle god looked down at the charred trees and the terrified animals and the determined little bird, and he was so moved that great tears fell from his eyes. They rained down like liquid gold onto the flames and onto the little hummingbird. They hissed and they fizzled in the fire. And because those tears were tears from a god, they were big tears. They were awesome tears. And soon there was a stream of them, and soon the stream became a river flowing down from the heavens. And then the eagle flew up, up, up to the heavens, and he begged the cloud maidens to pour some of their holy water down onto the burning forest. And at last, the fire monster was overwhelmed. He hissed, and he fizzled, and eventually he fled with his tail between his legs. And all the animals jumped for joy. Hooray! Three cheers for the brave hummingbird! And the little bird blushed and shook her feathers, which were now washed clean and shining like silvery blue water in the river below. The eagle god returned to his heaven, and the little bird returned to her tree. And all around her, little green shoots were peeping up, and the sun burst through the clouds of smoke, and the leaves sparkled in the sun. And the trees whispered, and the chimps chattered, and the forest was once again pulsing with life. And the little hummingbird threw back her head and sang for the beauty of the world and for the gift of her friends. And her song drifted up and up and up into the ears of the eagle god. And it sounded to him like drops of silver rain. Oh, thanks for listening to that. I wonder if you could draw us a picture of the burning forest and the little hummingbird and the golden eagle dropping tears onto the fire. Now. Do you know what time it is? Yes, it's time to have a dip into my bag of happies and say a big thank you to some owlets who've hopped into our nest and joined the club. And hello to superfan Eleanor from Hull in the UK, who is six and has been listening since she was four. Eleanor won a Super Great Kids t-shirt in our colouring competition in the first year of our podcast, which she regularly wears with pride. She's excited to start listening to all the extra content. Oh, thanks Eleanor for joining the club. And and hello to four-year-old Archie from Derby in the UK. Archie loves listening to the stories at mealtimes and when he's in the car. His favourite story is River Mama. And and hello to Vader, who is almost five, and to her little sister Nico from St Paul, Minnesota in the US. 
Veda loves listening to super great kids' stories. She says listening to the stories makes her happy. Oh, that makes us happy too. Thank you, Veda. And hoo -hoo -hoo -hoo, to Owlets, Isaac, who is 10, and Charlotte, who is 7, from the UK. They enjoyed listening to our stories while travelling around Shropshire recently. Isaac has been very busy drawing pictures of some of his favourite stories. Thank you, Isaac, for sharing them with us. And a big hello to super great fans from Nairobi in Kenya in Africa. Four-year-old Jockey and six-year-old Mora and nine-year-old Sean. Jockey loves to write stories and they all particularly enjoy singing all of the super great kids' story songs that they can think of. Hurrah! Well done for that. That makes me happy too. And welcome to New Owlet's six-year-old Reese and his sister Lucy from Surrey in the UK. Reese's favourite story is The Ghost with a Bloody Finger. Very scary, Reese. Well done for listening to that one. And welcome all of you to the Owlet's Club. And thanks so much to Kofi donors Eli and Sydney from Australia and to Zara, who have all given us a donation on Kofi. Thank you very much. And you've been drawing lots of wonderful story pictures. Here's my pick of the week. Seven-year-old William from Florida has drawn several beautiful and thoughtfully designed pictures. I love the wit in your drawings, William, and the way you've carefully considered the colours and the characters. I can tell that you know the stories really well. Thank you very much. I hope you have a happy holiday in Ireland. And five-year-old Thomas has shared a delightful drawing of Coyote staring into the mouth of the giant who has lots of teeth. Eek! Thank you for that, Thomas. And Jemima, who is nine from South Africa, has drawn a magnificent picture of the four dragons story from China. She's drawn the long dragon, the pearl dragon, the black dragon and the yellow dragon as they throw water to the clouds so it can be sent down again as rain. I love all the details you've included, like the water dripping off their wings, which look like umbrellas, and the dragon blowing out fire and water from its nostrils. Well done and thanks very much for sharing it with us. And super great story fan and model maker Martha has made a beautiful owl friend for the podcast. So imaginative with its huge round eyes and purple feathers. Thank you very much for that, Martha. And thanks to super great kids stories fans, seven-year-old twins Amber and Isaac from Bedford in the UK. Thank you for voting for us on the British Podcast Awards. If you'd like to vote for us, go to our Facebook page or our website, supergreatkidsstories.com. It costs nothing and will make us hop around like happy bunnies. You can vote until September the 5th. Thank you. That's it for this week. If you'd like to send us a picture, either send it via Facebook Messenger or scroll to the bottom of our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. Meanwhile, keep telling your stories and singing your songs. 
See if you can find an easy story to tell and surprise someone in your family by sharing your version. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.